Hey Northridge, welcome to A Little Better, where our goal is to know God better and to do better so that we can be a little better. Hey everyone, welcome to a special edition, a bonus edition of A Little Better, and this one's going to be very focused on COVID-19. We've got a lot of things to talk about, and hopefully um, you'll feel like this is helpful information coming from our church. I recognize that you are currently inundated with information. Uh, If you're like me, you're trying your hardest to stay off of Twitter, um, but at the same time recognizing that we need to stay up to date with information. So we wanted to give you a little bit of perspective from our church, our leadership, how we're reacting, and some maybe advice or tips from us or ways that you can stay engaged. And we're going to do this a little bit differently. Um, We've got some guests that I would love to introduce um, that we're very excited are joining us today. Drew is not going to be on the podcast today. It's going to be me as the host. This is Aaron Hickson, Henrietta Campus Pastor. And we've also got Josh Horn. Why don't you say hi? Hey, how's everyone doing? Josh Horn is our Executive Director of Outreach, and he's got a lot to say about how our church is responding to the needs of our church. And then we've also got Courtney Dyer. Courtney, say hi. Hey, everybody. So again, uh, Courtney is our human, what is it? (laughs) Um, I'm the human resources director. I'm so used to calling you the boss that I'm not exactly (laughs) sure what else to call you. Um, I'll I'll humbly accept that. uh, So yeah, Courtney has been vital and huge in getting information across our staff and to our church. Uh, She's on our senior leadership team and not an exaggeration to say she She calls a lot of the shots, so we're grateful to have her here on the podcast. Um, But as we're getting started, I actually wanted to start with something that maybe is different than other news sources you're getting, and that's just, what are some good things that we know God is at work in doing during this difficult time? I mean, goodness gracious, there's a lot of scary stuff. I'm freaked out. I mean, I'm sitting in my house. uh, We're recording this podcast. There's some definitely some freaky things and just anxiety creating moments, but God is at work. So let me just give a couple stories that have been reported to us. And we'd love to hear whatever God is doing in your life um, through this. One, a a member of our staff um, was on a whim on Sunday morning. She was on the chat and just decided to invite um, her dad to be a part of this. She's been um, relationally estranged from her dad for years. Um, He's been through a lot, including some um, run-ins with the police and some addiction problems. And He joined on the chat um, and actually was able to be engaged in the service, enjoyed it, and contacted her about that. It was a a whim invite, but that's something that she has even said. She could have never imagined him being one interested in doing, but this situation created an opportunity. She made the bold invite, and he was able to jump online. Another story was of somebody on the the stream at 9 o'clock who was so moved by the service, decided that he wanted to share it with family in Alberta, Canada, and they jumped on before the 1030 service, and he was able to, he was waiting there in the chat for them to engage. He even said he, it's almost like waiting for a friend that you're living Pi squared. You've invited them to church. You're waiting at the door to see if they'll show up. That's what he was doing, except for watching the chat and he saw them pop in. And so those are just examples of like, man, we, we even know if somebody placed their faith in Christ this week. There's just so much that God is at work doing. So let's not lose sight of that in the midst of our fear. Let's choose faith and then also recognize the good things God's doing. Um, and Courtney actually 
there was something you mentioned earlier I thought was a great story about you being at the grocery store and uh, maybe even seeing seeing you know a small act of kindness go a long way. Why don't you tell us about that? Oh, I was just doing what I do and loading up the grocery cart for the fam, and um, I had a pile of coupons in my in my pocket. And so as I was looking at the same item with the, this woman, um, just commenting on the price, I said, "I actually have a, I have a coupon for that," and I handed one to her and. Um, she just, she was like, why would, why would you, why would you give this to me? And I was like, well, because I have extra and I certainly don't, you know, I'm happy to share it with you. And she just paused and just said, wow, God bless you. Um, this is a time when it, you know, these small things go a long way. So just small things like that. I think small kindnesses really do go a long way. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, you mentioned she even began to cry as you were telling that story. And we were trying to decide if it's because she was grateful or because you had given her the virus via that coupon, but we're pretty sure that it was because she was grateful. <laughs> yes, she did. She actually got, got tears in her eyes just, just out of being the recipient of something small and kind. So um, that was very moving for me personally. We'll talk more about that kind of thing as the podcast goes on. But we'll, we'll break this podcast into a couple different um, segments here. So first, I just want to talk to you about how we see this as a church. How do we see this pandemic? And I guess what we want to say is we are, as a rule and in general, we are, our official position as a church is that we are all about government compliance at this point. Uh, this is unprecedented territory. We are not medical experts. And so we are doing what all of us need to do, which is to you know, obediently respond to what our leaders have indicated is best practice. And so that's kind of where we are. Um, hey, Courtney, can you comment on that a little bit? Yeah, really. Um, we're just recognizing that um, most of this is out of our hands. We are watching the news just like you are, and we're, re- we're trying to respond um, just like you are. So um, chances are we are all in this. I know we're all in this together, but we're all hearing the same news at the same time. And so we're just trying to comply with what the government says we have to do um, in order to be wise. And, um, and then obviously as a church, we're trying to love people well through that. Yeah, and this is a serious situation. We want you to know that we take it seriously. We are not trying to be flippant with the requests that we've been given by our local and federal government. Um, This is a serious global pandemic, and we're viewing it that way. We also want you to know that it's bigger than our church. We recognize that. You're getting a lot of information and requests for action or, you know, every... Every app you've ever downloaded is sending you how they're responding and what you should think. But we just want you to know, we know this is bigger than our church. Nothing is bigger than our God and nothing is more important than the spread of the gospel. But we do recognize that our local expression of the church, this is much bigger than us. And so we're not focused on our own uh, numbers or metrics or stream views or something like that. That's not our focus right now. We want to be complying with what is the bigger picture in our nation and our world and just playing our part faithfully. Um, And we want you to be able to do the same. So that's how we see this. And the next segment we want to go into is what are we doing as a church? And I think we'll break that into a few different categories. What are we doing? And first, what are we doing for our staff team? How are we responding? And the first thing I want you to know is as of um, Monday of this week, actually, um, we had moved our entire staff remote. So that was at the beginning of this week. We sent all of our employees on Monday morning, said, grab your stuff and, and get home. We've all been working remotely. And we've kind of, you know, man, we got some learning curves. We're not a tech company. So we're all trying to figure out how to even record a podcast or do normal meetings, but we're, we're learning. Um, and we have some priorities right now. Court, why don't you talk about those? 
Yeah, sure. Um, as a staff, we kind of have collected and figured out, okay, in this season of not being able to gather physically, what do our priorities need to be and what do we need to shift toward? So we came up with three. The first of those would be online engagement, making the most of social media, texts, um, figuring out how to do online meetings, recognizing that those are really the only bridges we have right now because we can't just you know get together and sing Kumbaya and hold hands like that right now. Um, our second priority would be streaming our services and trying to do that as best we can to meet uh, to reach as many as possible. So we want to make the most of the technology that we recognize as a gift from God uh, so that we can present God's word as clearly as possible to the most people possible. And then uh, providing care. That's um, probably our biggest priority. I should have put that one uh, as number one. But we want to help uh, with the needs in our church, uh, in our church family, and then in our city, obviously. Um, whatever those needs are, we recognize that people have very physical needs. Um, they have mental, they have spiritual, they have emotional needs. Uh, and we're, we're just looking for ideas and ways to do that and then mobilize people around that. Yeah, and we're going to talk in just a moment about how you can get involved with helping us as we try to meet those needs. Because when we say us, what we mean is our church. It's our responsibility, um, not as our staff to try to do it all, but to mobilize our church. So um, and I also want you to know, just as a side note, we are doing everything we can to keep our ear to the ground with churches that we love and respect that are ahead of us or have, you know, bigger, better ideas or that could be helpful. So we're doing tons of research during this phase as well, because we don't want to be sitting in isolation. We want to learn from other people. So that's all related to our staff team. But what about our church family? What's our goal here? What are we doing for our church? And I would say in general, our goal is to mobilize and care for our church through coordinated communication. That's what we're trying to do here. Um, that goes back to Courtney talking about our third priority being, or really our first, but we listed it third of providing care. So how do we mobilize and care through coordinated communication? Josh, you're the expert here, my man. Over to you. Yeah, right now, <clears throat> the main place that we're communicating with everyone is through the front page of our website. If At the time of this recording, uh, we've created a response page connected to our website that lists kind of every ministry area, what the next steps are, what we have planned, what's available. We live in a digital age, and so we have resources available to be able to keep uh, kids connected, teens connected, all of that. And so we have it all on that page. Um, but in the next day or two, we'll move all of that content from that special page onto the front page because this looks like it's going to be the new normal for some time. And so we want to be able to make it as easy as possible for all of you to find all of the, the content, all of the resources that we're making available. Um, if you go to the website and, and find that response page, you'll find updates about our service times. You'll find places where you can indicate needs to us so that our pastoral care uh, team can stay connected with you and, and meet your spiritual and physical needs the best that we can, as well as uh, ways that you can be connecting our community to serve. We've got kids resources on there for preschool age, for elementary, playlists on Spotify, all that kind of content on there so that you can um, invite your kids into, uh, you know, engaging with these resources, keep up with them. I know everybody's, a lot of people are doing homeschool, whatever version of homeschool looks like these days when kids are home. And so if you want to supplement that with resources to, to help them see what's happening through the lens of scripture, to keep them encouraged and engaged in God's word, those resources are there. There's also a link to resources at uh, NYM 
NRM's website. They're taking advantage of all sorts of platforms to create opportunities to dialogue with the NYM team, to be in God's word, to be connected with their peers. Um, so none of us feel isolated in this time. We do believe life is better connected. And in this digital age, it's so nice to have the option to use the internet, to use our phones, to be able to connect with our peers. And so resources are there for teens to do that. Um, there's also equip resources on there. You can sign up for our weekly equip email. A lot of the content coming from that, uh, from the equip team is focused on how to frame everything we're seeing, how to be encouraged by God's word, to find hope in the midst of, of the chaos and, and to be focused on God and dependent on him through all of this. Um, we also have right now media as a church. You can find the link on there as well. Tons of resources. We've joked before that's like the net Netflix of Christian content. And so you can and never has that been more relevant. I than know. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now media is gold at this moment, because if you're looking for content and you're running out of the stuff on Disney plus or Netflix or all the subscriptions, um, not that this should be the last thing you turn to, but if you're running out of content, <laughs> nice clarification. Yeah, I had to say that I realize I, I don't want anyone to prioritize Disney plus over their time with God. But um, right now media does have incredible teaching from so many communicators. And so we have subscription through our church. You can sign up for a free account and get all of that. But um, all of that content is, is on our website, uh, accessible all in one page together so that you can find all of that quickly. Yeah. And that's NorthridgeRochester.com if you're looking for our homepage. And it should be very clear um, that COVID-19 is, is the priority of that page. Also with community groups, we want you to know um, we are really encouraging our people to stay connected during this time. I recognize there's a sense in which we're all kind of freaking out and none of this feels sustainable at the moment of the amount of like just kind of like frenzied activity that's happening. But this, in some ways, we're sure this is going to settle down as we all settle into being in our homes. So connection is going to be key. I mean, whatever apps you've got to download to stay connected with your people, group messaging, video messaging, um, we really encourage groups to even maybe meet you know, not in a normal group time, but in some kind of a format all throughout. We recognize we're on a community group break, but why not keep meeting in some format or another? Um, because connection is going to be so important. Our enemy loves us to be isolated. And that's something we're even talking about this weekend during our services. And so let's not be isolated. In fact, in, to that point, we're adding service stream times. So we are adding a one o'clock. We, we have a normal nine and 1030 on Sunday. We're adding a one o'clock on Sunday afternoon as well. And we're adding a Monday night time that I actually don't know what it is. Courtney, Josh, help me. I think it's 7 p.m. on Monday evenings. Okay, 7 p.m. on Monday. And we're actually even getting some new possibilities that we're researching as well. Courtney, tell us about that. Uh, well, we've been contacted about the possibility of broadcasting our services on uh on television. And so right now we're just researching that. We're trying to ask the right questions around that. And uh, so we're just praying um, for wisdom on whether or not this is the right opportunity. But um, if it is, uh, we're confident that God could use it. So we'd love your prayers for just wisdom as we, as we research this. Yeah, there's a lot there technologically and even financially they would want to figure out, but that's just a thing. We're, we want you to know we're exploring all options. So that's what we're doing for our staff team. That's what, And for our church family, we've talked about how we want to mobilize and care through coordinated communication. Our website's a big part of that. Then what are we doing for our community? Josh, again, this is your wheelhouse, so take it over. Yeah, I've been in dialogue with so many organizations, so many opportunities. I, I just think that- So many my, feels like a massive understatement. Oh my gosh, I've been, I've been very busy because everyone's looking for help and there's no better place to find people ready to help in the local church. And so I love opportunities like this. Um, you know, when the, when the dark is the darkest, the light shines the brightest. And so I am so excited um, for what the opportunities are in this moment. I'm afraid to speak too specifically to what the opportunities are um, because they're gonna change constantly and what we're able to do or not able to do what's safe and what's not safe for us to
to engage with and do is going to change by the minute. Um, so check that website to find out the best things uh, to do, how to get involved. We'll keep it as updated as possible. We're doing things like setting up drop-off for food collection so that we can make sure the people of our church, uh, as well as people in local shelters, the homeless people who are not receiving donations right now from, from stores because stores are not giving leftovers out to the community because certain staples are already being cleared constantly from the shelves. So we're trying to resource those organizations. I've been in contact with Adult Protective Services, and, and that part of the county serves uh, vulnerable adults and, and the elderly in our community, and we want to be able to serve them as well. So details for all of that are on the website. Um, we're also building a response team. Uh, as much as we're able, we want to have volunteers able to drop boxes on people's porches of supplies, the people that I mentioned, to be able to do that. Um, we're also taking letters. Uh, if your kids are home and you're looking for one more activity to try to, to squeeze into the rhythm, um, consider having your kids... Try to stretch till nap time. I know, right? Try to make that morning last. So, um writing letters to um, people in nursing homes. All, all of the nursing homes have gone on complete lockdown. Nothing's coming in or out except the bare necessities. Um, but we've had a number of these homes reach out to us and say, hey, could people from your church write letters? And, and we're taking all the precautions we can to sanitize that and follow the protocols for those houses because we realize that's where the vulnerable people are and we want to be cautious. Um, but but it, this can be such a dangerous time to isolate those people um, and to make them feel alone. And so if we can bring a little bit of hope and light by sending in, you know, letters, thinking of you, drawings from our kids, all of that can be so encouraging. Um, but the details will keep coming and we'll update the website as we can with information because no doubt by the time we release this audio, something else will have changed on the website about exactly what we're doing and what we can do. I love that. And Josh, you've made your point so clearly about our desire to help, but recognizing that this is a constantly changing scenario. So if you haven't noticed yet, the website's going to be an important thing. <laughs> so keep keep an eye on that. If you're if it's important to you to know what our church is thinking, that's the best place to begin. Um, it's just the easiest to update. So we'll try to stay there. So that's what we are doing for our staff, for our church, and for our community. Now the question is, what can you do? Um, and I guess we have this broken into a few categories too. We want to give you some church-related things that you can do to engage with our church. And then second of all, just kind of general advice about like kind of from a pastoral perspective, how we're thinking through COVID-19. So um, church-related, I guess the first thing we would ask if you're wondering what you can do related to church is just to engage with our services. Um, engage with them, meaning attend them, get into that chat if you can. Um, it's also an amazing, very unique invite opportunity. Take this opportunity to maybe people who would never consider church. We've already told stories where this has already happened. People who would never consider church will consider a link when they don't have anything else going on on a Sunday morning. I mean, there's nothing on TV. Am I right? So we have an opportunity to fill that need. And so, um, yeah, this could be a great opportunity. We're going to be creating digital invites. So instead of invite cards that are come to a location with me, it's going to be come to church with me online. So, and again, this is all based on what we can currently do. Who knows if this is even what we're going to be doing in two weeks, but for now, this is what we're doing. So please engage with our services. Um, second of all, check on your people pastor your people. Okay. What do we mean by this? Well, your family, your friends, your neighbors, your community group, these are the people that are in your sphere of influence and are under your care in that sense. So if you've got the ability and the health, et cetera, to be checking on people and um, sending texts and making calls to make sure that people are okay, please do that. It's not possible for our staff to do all that. We're not, we couldn't even attempt to reach all the needs. Um, so please 
you know, use your sphere of influence to make a difference. Um, even with your neighbors, like I, I have a, a plan at the moment sometime today or tomorrow to find a non germ infested way to get my phone number and a willingness to help into the neighbors on all, all the neighbors on my street, just to say, here's my name, here's my address, here's my phone number. If I can help in any way, please let me use a Sharpie on their windows. Oh, Sharpie. That's a good idea. <laughs> that's not creepy at all. That's, Actually, that's right the now, loving thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right now, it might not be creepy. It would have been creepy a month ago. It's actually very appropriate at this moment. <laughs> so anyway, uh, just check on people. I've done this already with a few neighbors and they've seemed appreciative of a willingness to just say like, look, if you need something, I don't know what I have that you don't, but I'm willing to be helpful. And same with your community group. Let's especially community group leaders. This is what we are here for. This is what we were called to as leaders. Um, so then, yeah, that's kind of what we're thinking. Uh, anything else that you would add to that, Josh? I think the key here is to stay flexible. Um, whether it comes to life in general, we're all learning that every time we set a schedule, that schedule changes immediately. Whether it's now we have kids at home, uh, how we're doing dynamic, grocery shopping, everything is changing. And this this applies to church as well. How we're going to do church, what church will look like this week, next week, in the following months, um, is going to be up in the air exactly what that's going to look like. And so we've got to have a posture of flexibility and be able to roll with the punch we also have to be flexible because God's going to present unique opportunities. Everything that uh, Aaron's talked about, we might have some really unique opportunities to step in and serve our next door neighbors, to care for family members, to be an encouragement, to take that phone call, whatever it means to be salt and light in our world. Flexibility is the name of the game. I love that. So let's that's church-related advice is to engage with our services, check on your people and stay flexible. And then just life advice. Court, you, you should start this section. That's for show. Uh, well, I think when it comes to just general life advice right now, um, everybody is all, you know, we're all in this together. The new normal is so not normal. Um, and so I just think of figuring out ways to balance helping people um, by distancing ourselves um, with helping people by actually acting on, on something. Um, and actually viewing that staying home is an act of love. It's an act of love for our neighbors. It's definitely an act of love for the most vulnerable in our communities. Um, but so is delivering toilet paper or um, you know, something that your neighbor needs, like you said, Aaron, you know, figuring out what do you need? I don't know if I have it, but if I do, it's yours. Um, so figuring out how to help by acting and then how to help by staying away from people. Um, one thing that I've, I've found that has been personally the most, something that's challenging to me, but also helpful to me, um, is before I am going to interact with people, something as simple as, <laughs> as navigating the gauntlet of Wegmans, um, it's just, Choosing to put myself in a posture of readiness to love and serve people, recognizing that I'm going to encounter people that are, they're afraid, they're nervous, they're anxious. Um, and so just telling myself, like, you know, asking God, lead me in this in this endeavor in, in something as simple as the grocery store. It could sound so trite, but boy, does it really hit home um, with, you know, my in my own heart. Um, I, I bought a Snickers bar for my cashier at Wegmans and um, it meant the world to her in this season where people are just kind of being jerky, um, you know, brought brought a tear to her eyes and earlier I shared my, my coupon story of sharing a coupon just meant the world to people and that all started with me in the parking lot saying God I'm going to encounter people who are hurting in here um, let me be salt and light for you Courtney I love that advice and apparently everywhere you go you make people cry so keep that up <laughs> that's my big takeaway <laughs> Courtney is a tear let's drinker. hope that it's happy tears oh. yeah I hope it's happy tears <laughs> oh man I love that man so challenging to me 
um, in a me focused world to be others focused. So uh, another piece of advice, again, our team in some ways is scouring the internet and everything for the best advice we can get. One, one advice that I've gotten, even from people who have been um, remote workers or workers from home for years, the thing that everybody seems to be saying is create a routine as soon as you can. Meaning whatever your company's expectations for work hours, try to keep them. Whatever you get up normally, get up then. Whenever you stop working, stop working then. There's just a lot to be said for even though life is crazy, there really is comfort in routines. Even as simple as getting dressed, like that can feel like the biggest challenge of the day, but it is so legit a need to like to make you feel normal. That is very true. I've even my my personal commitment at the moment is I haven't gotten myself to saying I have to be fully normally dressed. I'm wearing like a dress button down like flannel shirt and then like actual flannel pants (laughs) because they're so comfortable and where I am is so cold in the house. So I've chosen like my routine is I'm going to get up. I'm going to spend time in God's word. I'm reading Psalm 91 before I start work, but I'm going to do it in my flannel pants. <laughs> That's a win. Oh yeah. So create a routine as soon as you can, whether it's for your kids or for your work or whatever it is, try to get into a rhythm because I it looks like this is going to be a while. And I recognize every day there's new information, but the sooner we can get into some rhythms, the better we'll all be. And I just want to leave with kind of this final thought in terms of general advice for our church family. The church has been here before and they have come out beautiful. I mean, every world crisis that has ever occurred, the church has been at the center of it. They've been at the forefront of the mess. And we do not want to be marked as the generation that experienced a world crisis and decided it was time to take a backseat. That's not the generation of the church that I want to be a part of. I want to be a part of the generation that said, no, we're stepping in. And sometimes stepping in might mean staying at home. Like I'm not saying we need to be recklessly running around doing everything. I'm just saying we decided if this is love, if this is what love looks like right now in the midst of fear, I'm in. And we will be this generation that, guys, we're in history. We're, we're going to be able to say that I was here. I We chose obedience and faithfulness to God. He gave us the strength to do it. And we're going to step in. And so, you know, whatever scriptures you need to memorize right now about perfect love, casting out fear, or our God who's sovereign and in control, or um, the importance of caring for the neediest, let's memorize these verses now. We've got more time than ever and um, show future generations, even our own kids, what it looks like to follow Christ in the midst of adversity. So if it's okay with Courtney and Josh, um, I'm going to get verbal confirmation on our hangout. I'm going to, I'm going to pray. And um, then I'll give you guys a chance to have any final thoughts. Actually strike that. Any final thoughts before I pray for our church? Doesn't look like it. No, I love, I love what, I love what you said. I just love what you said about, um, you know, the church continuing to be the church in the midst of the storm. I can't imagine, um, a time where, uh, Drew's recent message about that was more true. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not, uh, worried. I'm anxious a little bit as we all are, but I am also a little bit excited to see what is going to happen through the church in this moment. Um, but obviously none of us know exactly what, what's going to happen, what God's up to through this, but, uh, I'm excited to see what's next. Thank you guys so much. Let me pray a quick prayer for our church. This might be a little weird on a podcast, but I feel like it's right. So I'm going for it. Let's pray. God, we are so incredibly humbled right now, um, as a nation and as a church, um, It's so easy for us to believe that we're in control. I know we always say that we're not, but the moment we're really tested, it becomes clear that we've been living under the illusion that we had 
this in our hands and we don't, you do. And please give us the courage, the love, the tenacity to be the, the hands and feet of Christ, that we would bring love and good information and uh, care and prayer and text messages or whatever it looks like to the people that you've put in our sphere of influence. Please let us be a generation of the church that stood up against this moment um, with solidarity and unity and brought your love and your gospel when it was needed most. Um, I pray that we would take ground, not lose it, even in the midst of a financial downturn or whatever it might look like on the other side of this. God, I pray that the spiritual ground we take would be ground that we never lose again um, by your power and for your glory. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. We love you, church. Stay safe. And uh, let's, let's fight this together. Let's fight the invisible enemy. Courtney, Josh, anything, let's sign off here. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for listening. It's been awesome. Thanks, guys.